Ladies and gentlemen, Hard Nose Derby Podcast. We've got a special guest here today. Well, you kind of asked me uh, earlier this week how I pulled that off. Right. I said, well, I just messaged him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, Mr. Sam Williams with us today. Mr. Sam, how in the hell are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, guys. No, I was I was excited to get your message, and no, we're we're happy to to be on and talk a little bit of derby action and all that fun stuff. So no, it's a it's a good time of year for us, and everything's slowing down a little bit here for us. So it's it's good. Well, it was slow for what a couple of years there, and now you uh, kind of kind of sped that back up, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I said five years ago I was out of this crazy sport on the on the promoting side, and I pulled enough hair out that I had a few bald spots. So I figured I'd better give myself a rest. <laughs> and uh no the kids are now through school and they decided hey dad what if we what if we give her another world so we decided told them i said if we're gonna do it we're not doing it small so if we if i have this much help let's let's dive in and go big so here we are well we were actually just talking before we hit the go button and i thought it was chris's fault and you actually said it was nicole's idea it, it wasn't nicole's idea yeah we were we were sitting around one evening and she said you know dad what do you think about going back and promoting and and Chris had always been interested in it. I mean, Chris was raised in it. And, and Nicole was always kind of the quiet one behind the scenes, helping me on the business side. Um, when we sold it to Smash It, um, we, we flew down on my little, my own airplane there. We talked to Smash It and she was with me on every meeting we had with them. Um, you know, and it was interesting to hear the kids. I heard them on a, on a podcast a couple of years ago talk about how they felt about selling it. And, you know, I never, they were young enough. I didn't even think to ask them about how they felt about when I sold it. So, no, it was interesting to hear how, how heartbroken they were when we sold it and how much they enjoyed it. And so now I get to do it with them, and we're, we're three partners, and we, we hammer down. Because now you have um, Nicole, who's the really the behind-the-scenes, the paperwork, the uh, yep. registration, the sign-ins, the ticket stuff, and then you've got Chris, who's actually on the dirt um, doing uh, kind of leading your teching. Is that correct? Yep, Chris handles all the tech questions going into the show. Nicole builds out the website. She does everything marketing-wise. And so Chris handles all the questions. He handles the tech. He builds the crew himself. Um, if there's somebody that he wants, and in the last couple of years, if there was somebody he wanted and you know he couldn't quite get the phone calls or whatever, I would help him with that. But now he's got a good enough name out there. And it's crazy to think it, at 20 years old, and Nicole's only 18, how much the people in the sport really respect them and and. Chris makes all the calls. I very rarely ever go over there. Um, him and Cordell Hanson work great together as the head techs over there. And, and Chris, has, Chris has done a great job getting an email for himself. And now we've got other promoters that are actually hiring him out um, to come tech their shows and do all that. So um, I got to sit on a, on a conference call the other night with one of, the, one of the big promoters out of Utah who's going to be using Chris again next year. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff going. Sweet. Well, you did nothing short of, of – pick up where you left off with dropping that Peoria show. I know that. Yeah, we were excited. Peoria got us a little bit nervous just for the fact that when I first initially went in there, there was two big parking lots across the street that I made the assumption, and you know what happens when you assume, I made the assumption that we got those parking lots. And when Nicole and I went and looked at it three months before the event, we kind of do a, we do an initial walkthrough a couple months out, we do another walkthrough on a new facility, and then we do and then we do all the setup a couple days ahead of time. And Nicole and I did that second walkthrough, and I said, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they're like, yeah, you don't get those. And I said, what? Yeah, you don't get those parking lots. 
And so, yeah, we had to scramble quick and go to all one and dones. And we only lost two cars through the registration when we offered everybody their money back if they wanted it. And we went to one and dones, and obviously other promoters are now copying it, so it must have been a must have been an okay thing. But yeah, it was it, Peoria was a lot of fun. They're excited to have us back. Um, they're ready to sign a long term contract with us. So yeah, no, Peoria is going to be a good one, and and we got we got a lot of good shows coming up. We know all too well about that assumption on facilities. <laughs> we learned yeah. the hard way last year when we did Mother's Day Madness, that two man street stock team show we did. We got up there and they were like, Well, yeah, you've got the whole facility, but you can't use this or this and make sure that nobody parks over here and then you're gonna have to fence this off. And we were yeah. like, maybe you ought to tell us what we can use. <laughs> yeah. Because we we sitting there afterwards, and I was like, that list of what we can to what we can't is a whole lot smaller. And, People you know, don't understand all the arena stuff, but it's tough. We, uh, I mean, like, like you were saying, we were trying to squeeze, you know, two or three days worth of stuff into one day. And whenever they started checking stuff off the list that we couldn't use, we were like, woof. But we made it work. Track shot was huge in that like they they help promote that a lot yep they're they're true professionals they they see spaces all the time and they can make things work oh yeah yeah it was it was cool with all that stuff yeah that and you were talking about that one and done stuff what was that two two years ago on our halloween havoc show we ended up having 170 cars show up and really honestly wasn't expecting that type of turnout and there wasn't no way we were going to get done in any timely manner so Derek right. and I stepped back and we were like, you know what? We're just going to make everything a feature. And the drivers, they were way on board with it. The crowd, I think they, they stuck around till the end of it So because it wasn't 5 o'clock in the morning when we got done. I'm a huge wow. fan of the one and done wow. thing. Yeah, that, well, I mean, now too. when you started doing, you know, when you did Peoria last year with the one and done, I mean, we, we were sitting in my living room watching it and we were done – held by a quarter to 11 both nights yeah and i was like that is so cool to you know the last thing that you had going on was the week-long kill yourself of blizzard bash you know and this just really brought everything to light as if everything goes smoothly minus a few little hiccups people are being able to go out do what they want to do they want to go eat dinner they want to go to a steakhouse, they want to go wherever they want to go, and then still get a decent night's sleep instead of killing yourself for four days straight. You know, and that was our perception, was that everybody wanted to watch Derby action, and they wanted to watch it and watch it and watch it. And it's great. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. We all enjoy watching a good demolition. I'm like, when you're there till 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, everybody's done. All the, all the local fans, they left five hours ago. And so when we, when we put on Peoria, we told everybody, this will be a three and a half hour show. I promise you, we are getting done in three and a half hours. Whatever we have to do, we're going to push the pace to be done in three and a half hours. And everybody said, you can't do it. You got too many heats. You got too many good cars here. And both nights we were done in just over three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so we pushed, we pushed the pace hard and we, you know, we had plenty of skill builders there, plenty of help there. We had a good, we had a good off track program going to know where those cars get dumped so they don't slow everything down. Um, you know, you got to put away, you got to put away 120 cars every night. So, I mean, they can't block the alleyway and arenas have a really tight alleyway typically. And that's, that's the bottleneck is right there and it can slow the show down dramatically. So, you no, know, we had a good plan for it and, 
and it worked out. And so now we'll see if we can duplicate it. Sweet. Um, we talked a couple episodes ago, Blizzard Bash, um, started actually in Nebraska. Um, Mm -hmm. you, you started that up there, correct? Yep. Yep. Did you? Again, it wasn't called Blizzard Bash then. Um, it was a, it was a, Derby's for You was the name of the company. And that was the company that put on the Nebraska shows. And so Kelly and Lampy and I back then were partners on all that. And that was clear back in 2007, 8, and 9. 2010, we put on the show in Columbus. And it was an absolute disaster. I mean, it was a disaster in every way, shape, and form. So at the end of 2010, we started looking at arenas. And we went to every arena within five states. And everyone we went to, and we were actually in Kansas City Camper Arena. And they said, you ought to go check out Topeka, Kansas. And I went over to Topeka, Kansas. And it was all closed up, 7 o'clock at night. And the security guard, she was just a sweetheart. She was like, I'll, get, I'll walk you around. So she took me on a tour of the whole facility. And we got to see the whole facility. And, and I knew that, that if we were going to try to save the, if we were going to try to save that event, that was where we had to put it. And we could just see it that night. And I called the GM the next day. And he started laughing. He goes, oh, you're the guy that was walking around my building last night. He goes, did I hear demolition derby? And I said, yep. And he goes, you can't afford it. And hung up on me. And I waited a couple of days. And I drove down, walked right in his office. And I said, you never gave me a number. And he said, I told you, you can't afford it. I said, you never gave me a number. And so we paid his number and lost our butt on the first year and started filling it after that. And really things changed in about 12 or 13 when we were walking around the track and everybody just kept saying, man, if people could just see this, people could just see this. And so I asked him, I said, you know, we were three hours from the event probably on a Thursday night. And I asked him, I said, what's it take to get this thing to the internet? Oh, no, we got, we got internet right here in the building. I said, great. I went and called a company called Ustream, and I said, how much to put it online? And they kind of did all their calculations, and they told me 1100 bucks. And we put it up for free that first night, and 10,000 people watched it for free, and we started to fill the facility after that. So people just needed to see it. So that's where pay-per-view got started, and the Sporting Demolition Derby was right there. Well, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it worked out well. It has... The, the world of the internet has helped us tremendously on our promotion stuff. I mean, like, and I our podcast stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mentioned track shot earlier, whenever they come down and did our mother's day madness deal, it was insane. The amount of hits that we were getting on post yeah. on our filthy promotion page after that. It was, I mean, we went from hitting 10, 12,000 people to I think one of our posts hit like 37,000. Yep. It's just insane how that stuff takes off. It does. That video that we put out the other night with uh, talking about Pecatonica on our Facebook page, I think it has touched just over 23,000 people. Well, I've watched it six or seven times. <laughs> just yeah. to make sure no, I didn't miss anything. It's a good video. Um, back to the Blizzard Bash, you, yep. you decided – um, it was time to phase your way out. So you, uh, just spoke, you sold it to smash it. Um, uh, and at that same time you sold ultimate derby that went, ended up being uh domination motorsports. Correct. Well, we never sold ultimate derby. So we never, we held on to ultimate derby and where domination motorsports was came in 
was there was a there was a non compete that I got into when mm-hmm. I sold. And if Candace wanted to promote underneath that, she also had to sign stuff. So she did not she did not want to do that. She wanted to go on her own anyways. So that's where domination came from. So when Smash It bought Blizzard Bash, all they bought was Blizzard Bash, Capital City Carnage, the Facebook page. I had to guarantee them a three year contract in the arena and the website. That's all they bought. So we kept Ultimate Derby. Okay. Now, you phasing out of Blizzard Bash. Um, I told you earlier I wasn't going to put you on the spot. And this question I don't <laughs> think is. Um, do you see, since you have phased yourself out, are you seeing um, more backlash slash minuses since then? Or are you hearing and seeing some positive since the change? As far as Blizzard Bash or Buzz- Blizzard Bash slash Capital Carnage? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I have ways that I run events. Mm-hmm. And Blizzard Bash was built around that way that we built events. Uh, Smash It does their events a little bit different. And so whatever backlash, good stuff, bad stuff they're getting, that's, that's the way they want to manage an event. So right, wrong, or indifferent, it is definitely a different philosophy in how we both do it. Um, I, I would say the biggest philosophy difference is I focus on the production knowing that I have to keep a fair demolition derby. Correct. They focus on the demolition derby and forget about the production. And I would say that's the biggest difference between the two companies is they, they put on, they put on really, really good county fairs. So I don't know. How and they put, a, they and they that. put a lot of them on. <laughs> they put a lot of them on. So that's, that's the mentality they have. Okay. Stepping away from that, um, Chris, um, your boy is now 20 and I haven't actually yep. put personal eyes on him. And since, uh, you actually ran down to Sturgis with us. Um, I got to spend some time hanging out in your RV when my blood sugar decided it needed to go to like 60. And Chris and and Nicole were shoving M&Ms down my throat while I'm sitting at the (laughs) kitchenette and hopefully not trying to pass out. Um, You know, we we actually talked a lot. um, You know, at that point in time, I think Chris was around 14 years old. Chris was running a lot of youth stuff, but he was actually wanting to drive against the big boys. Um, yep. Now, does he have that same ambition going on to the promotional side instead of just the driving side? No, absolutely. Um, the promoting side, I'm going to say, is going to be a lot bigger than he ever will be driving. I mean, he became a good driver, um, drove at some really good events, did well at them. Um, but the promoting side, he sees extremely well. Uh He's putting together an event right now that it was his idea. It was his everything. I'm not even going to spoil it for him. Um, but it, it involved working with five or six other promoters. And I said, okay, it's your ideas. If you want to do it, you put it together. I made him call the promoters. I didn't give them heads up. I didn't do anything. Some of the biggest promoters in the country, he had to go and sell his idea to, to get everybody to work together. And he's he's completely developing that side of it that will be at one of our events next year. Um, and so, no, his his promoting side he sees extremely well. 
um, both the kids and their in their lanes that they're in, they do extremely, extremely well. And that's that's the biggest thing is that I found with them is they both have strengths and we're playing to their strengths big time. We pick up each other's weaknesses and and we just run hard. So well, so I, I I know you didn't give much away there, but is that like a hint to be watching for maybe a post coming up? Or? I'm going to bet you about November 4th, things are going to get really interesting. <laughs> um, Sam, let's jump into Peoria. Um, your Peoria show we just hit on a little bit ago went, I, I thought, absolutely flawless. There was a lot of times where, you know, a lot of people say, man, that it looked like it went off without a hitch. And I've always said it kind of looks like you're a duck on top of a pond. They just seem chill as hell up on the top, but you can't see them feet just paddling like a son of a bitch on the bottom side of it. Um, I, what I've got told that Peoria, I mean, just really opened armed said, yeah, let's make this happen. Um, you guys ran with it. I've heard everybody, enjoyed everything um the only um kind of a nut kick and i don't even really consider it a nut kick was first year new dirt soft track what did you guys do from the friday night to where you saw a lot of those guys running those 21s and 23s getting buried to not seeing that so much on the saturday night well a lot of it was the drivers working with us and changing their tires um, drivers did a really good job reacting. There was very little we could do with the dirt from the two nights. We worked it all night long. Um, Chris DeFlorian does all of our dirt out of Minnesota and he just does a phenomenal job. Um, we added some different products to try to get it to bond, um, and, and try to get it to work. But it was, it is what it is on that short of a show. On a two day show, what you get is what you get. If it's a four day show, we got time like at a blizzard bash. We had a soft Thursday night one night. I told my dad and another one of my friends, jump in skid loaders, and we piled their entire track up at the back door, told them they better get us new dirt or we ain't going to go on to Friday. Um, so we we don't have a lot of time to react on a two-day show. Now, the nice thing is the dirt guys were there on both nights. They come down after the show on Saturday night, and they said, we got this now. Now we've seen it. Trust me, you'll, you won't fight with this again. Same thing that happened in Topeka. Once the dirt guys get to see what we're doing and the needs of it, it it'll be really it'll be really good. I so um, the nice thing is I got Chris now who handles all of my tracks. Chris DeFlorian, he handles all the tracks. Um, you know, when we signed the contract with Rapid, he was my first call. Hey, Chris, we're in Rapid now, and we're we need a good track. So he's already working with dirt contractors in the area to get us a, a really solid track here for next year. Because both of us sitting here at this table, we we both got to partake in throwing some. Quick Crete and shit out on there trying to get that yep. track solidified. Uh, Not fun. No, that was the year that we got to make uh, uh, all four. We got to Derby all four days uh, to make it, you know, to the championship round. Well, I know I was out there trying to throw around 80, bag, 80 pound bags of Quick Crete <laughs> after I've been sitting in stands drinking all night. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to yell at everybody because I had so many knives going on a pallet of concrete. I'm like, okay, one person cutting because I'm going to lose fingers and hands in here. Because everybody who's down here helping has been drinking. And, oh, gosh, it was awesome. Though. We put down, that night we ended up putting down seven full pallets of concrete. We put three on during the show, 
and overnight we put another four on, and I, I never want to do that again. I mean, they, they were cleaning concrete dust out of that poor arena for a month. So, yeah, we never want to do that again. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That did suck. Yeah, I think me it sucked. And, there's me and Tommy Stark and Corey Ludington and there was, there was oh, a yeah. bunch of us out of 117 that rolled down there. I had 117 all over the place. <laughs> Peoria. I'm ready. I got my spot. He got his spot. We've already got our hotels. Um, the question, we have been speaking of this the last few weeks. Because um, we deal with it, too. It's not just on the the, the big show stuff. It, I mean, it's, it's trickling down to... To our pre-entry stuff. Little Eventbrite stuff, too, you know. So, we have a question as to... Um, Mainly pe- just picking your brain on it. Yes. Peoria, <laughs> Wicked Team Show, Spring X, Blizzard Bash are four major events that sell out for the driver's spot so incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. Um, how could... Is there any possible way of adjusting that so where the internet and your device that you're on are not justifying who can get into that? You know, the, the tough thing is we tried to, Candace and I had a great idea, seems like a hundred years ago now. You know what we're going to do is we're going to, we're just going to stop it when it's full. Oh my God. We ran over like 60 spots. Yes. And we're like, okay, that didn't work. So we went to a company, and we've tried a lot of them. And I do believe Eventbrite's probably one of the first because uh, it will hold the spot. And I can tell you down to the second when somebody claimed the spot, paid for the spot, and went there. We have it when we get a report, right? And so what we figured for Whiskey City was that at those 24 spot holders, if you will, so let's say bone stock full-size, 24 mm-hmm. spots available, all 24 are out there, except for the people who came back from the previous year. And of those, I think three out of the four came back. So now we're down to 21 spots. We figure that at 7 o'clock, when that thing went live, when we talked to Eventbrite afterwards, because we called them and said, hey, here's the deal. They, they are estimating that there was between six and 700 people trying to get 21 spots. Mm-hmm. Well, I so, know for a fact that I had... There's no way that I would want to manage that. So we let somebody like Eventbrite do it. Yeah. I had six phones trying to get one spot. Yeah. And they we, said that there was so much traffic on some of those spots that it was absolutely mind-blowing to them. And they, they, they stood behind. They did it the fairest way they could. Now, I know... Um, that makes me feel a little better about getting a spot. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was it was tight. I mean, I had people tell me the same thing. We had four and five computers going, just hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. Now, the one thing that I will tell you is I don't, and this is for your listeners, they're going to get a little bit of a heads up. I think Eventbrite might go on like 30 seconds ahead of a phone, a minute ahead of a phone, because I did hear a couple people say, man, I got in at 6.59, but I don't know where their clock is compared to the phone clock. I don't uh, set either correct. one. Correct. So I don't know what the comparison was, but that was the only inconsistency I did here. I was sitting there trying, um, you know, I would I would refresh it, trying to get him a spot, and it said four minutes, so I waited, and I, it said two minutes. I refreshed, and it said minute, and I refreshed again, and it said few seconds. So every few seconds, I'd hit refresh, 
And it said a few seconds, and I refreshed it, and the screen changed. I was like, oh, hell yes. And there was no numerical box on the right-hand side. And I refreshed it again, and then it said sold out. And, I mean, we're talking seconds. I shouldn't, even, I shouldn't even be telling anybody this, but I got two spots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet you could sell one of them. I had a guy reach out to me, and he said, is there any spots? And I said, no, they sold out. And he said, am I going to offend you if I offer a thousand bucks online? And I'm huh. like, you do whatever you want. I don't care. You can do whatever you want to online. Don't matter to me. And that's what, that's what it's going to get to is you're going to find. Now, the one thing that we probably will do next year and nobody took advantage of it. And thank goodness, but we have changed it for Pecatonica was that you could have grabbed 10 spots. If somebody got in, they could have said, I want 10. And now we've changed that to now it's all single entry um, because it, it could have absolutely screwed it up. You know, we could have seen Steven's name on 10 spots and then he goes and sells them on whatever. I, we don't want that either. We want it to be just as fair as we can get it and single spots. But afterwards I told my daughter, I said, well, we got away with one there because that, that could have definitely gotten ugly. It didn't. Nobody, nobody got multiple spots for the most part. And if they did, they usually had a buddy who said, Hey, grab me one. That, um, that's that's where, nobody got more than two. That's where we were at with the whole deal. Anyway, yep. I was, because there was, there was multiples of us trying to get in. And actually, I know exactly who you're talking to. The, the guy has reached out to me <laughs> about it. I told him, I was like, hey, if you can find one, good for you. But that's where it's going to get to is people start selling them and buying them and selling them. And, well, you I, know, I, it is what it is. I told him like if I told his kids, buddy kids were really bothered by it. I they, told they, him they, they were like everybody else. They felt horrible. You know, like, Dad, is there anything we can do? And I said, you know, Eventbrite's doing the best they can do. We're doing the best we can do. I would not want that on me. I would never build a site and take that responsibility on myself. And I said, so at the end of the day, take it as a compliment because you're in some pretty good group of people with smash it and wicked with Brandon and all those things. And you know, the only other thing that I heard people say is, man, why are you right on top of the wicked team show? You're on the same night and people don't understand when you talk in an arena, a convention center, parking lots, theater and hockey arena, I only get the nights they let me have. I don't, I don't get to choose. I can't change. I get, we take up so much of an entire town's facility that in Rapid City, we have the new arena, their old arena, the convention center, the hockey team has to be out of town and I get every parking lot to pull all that together. There's like three dates out of the entire year that we can even hit. Correct. So, it, so it's, I definitely it's did all, not, there's no intention I've ever putting myself on top of the Wicked Team Show. Awesome team show. I ran it myself. I love it. Um, it's just the only date we had. Yeah. So I definitely want to clear that up. Well, let's uh, let, let's step away from a little bit of that. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the derbies you all ran. Yeah. You know that that was the biggest thing with selling the company was we had promoted so hard that we really forgot what it was like to be a driver, and that's where my son Chris definitely came back around and said, Hey dad, we got to start getting in cars again. And he, we had supported him. I had friends building him cars and we hadn't even really been building his cars. And so we got back into building cars big time and just absolutely having a blast with building cars and running different events and running, you know, in this area, in Nebraska, out to Utah type running. And we absolutely love it. I mean, it's, it got us back into being a driver. We went down and ran blizzard bash spent the you know 10 grand that everybody spends when they go to blizzard back <laughs> like, holy crap that's expensive and so i got to be on the other side of it so no it's it probably the best thing we ever did was getting back in cars 
Now, you just did say Utah. That is someplace that um, I know uh, CJ has got to go out with you for that. Uh, neither of us have got to see a stirring dirt show other than on, you know, online or something like that. I want to go bad. I want to go out. So, I mean, is everybody like Robbie Layton or just like three quarters remedial and never lift off the gas? Or is there some people who actually use their heads a little bit? You know, what's crazy is it's definitely an old philosophy versus a new philosophy out there right now. You're watching a transition and I hope it never loses the Utah field because it is the neatest place on earth to watch a demolition derby. You got stands that hold 10,000, 12,000 people. People know the driver's names. There's celebrities out there. Um, I mean, they have t-shirts made for these drivers. They it's over the top with what they think of these drivers and they don't give a crap if they win or lose. They are there to just see them roll somebody pile stuff up, I mean, it is the craziest mentality. I and mean, you'll watch some of the best drivers in the entire Western U.S. pull somebody over and get out and jump on top of their car. They win the derby. They jump out like they didn't do anything and just shake everybody's hands. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's an amazing deal. And I tell all the drivers from back here is you've got to make it through those first five or six minutes. But hold on because it's freaking coming. And it's a, it is the coolest thing. Um, that Wasatch wipeout, uh, I got to, you know, we obviously went out there and went and helped with those guys last year and destructive behaviors, putting it on track shot, did the, did the video side of it. And I got to spend a lot of time with Josh Decker and those guys. And man, if you, if you can get out to an event, Ryan and Brad, they're, they're putting on a pretty awesome thing out there. It's Chris does all their teching. It's a, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. I mean, I've seen like in car footage from Robbie Layton out there, and it's it it, it hurts me to watch it. Yeah. Um, it's 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 almost cringeworthy seeing what the the rate of speed. We all kind of know, you know, the people that that we are around pretty constantly. Most of the guys around here, you know, a lot of them. You know, Rob, Trey, Corey, Absolutely. Teddy, yep. CJ. You know, the Iowa guys, Cordell and Kunkel and Pudwitter, everybody likes bigger motors and likes to party. The rate of speed that these guys are going now for one sole purpose is almost frightening. Yeah. Well, we did a whole bunch of track switch up this year and run some of the biggest tracks that we've ever had around this area, especially for fair shows. Our last track was... 340 foot long and 120 foot wide and it's just insane and these guys are quit putting water on it quit putting water on it and i mean to the point where we use a pulling track here at our local show and it's so hard that you can leave black marks on it blizzard bash type you know when you would put somebody on the wall and just let them roast the tires off that's what these guys were doing in the middle of our derby track and we're yep. pissed when we put a little bit of glaze on it, just to slime it a little bit. And first guy, Teddy looked over and said, no water. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so the last show, I we said, didn't. we didn't put none on and it started to throw some dust, which I don't want dust going into any crowd's eyes. They're not here to watch a circle track race. They're here to watch a demolition right. derby. So we put just enough of it on it to knock the dust down and, I don't know how fast they were going when they were hitting each other, but it's I it swore they were running 50 or 60 when they are hitting. It was, yep. it was crazy. It And that seems like what every Utah Derby is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yes. It is. It is wild. 
and they're great drivers. And they can turn it down. You watch when they get to top three or four, they'll, they'll turn it down a little bit, and they'll, they'll go into the driving, you know, driving up what we do. But, man, up until that point, holy crap. It's good that they pay their mad dogs big. You know, when you're paying the mad dogs five, six grand, and, you know, you got three or four mad dogs, <laughs> people are, they're just encouraging it. So, no, it's a blast to watch. I'm, I've rattled my teeth more than once out there. Well, Sam, how did you even get started in this sport? Yep. So my dad was a preacher, and uh, he started about 16 years old. And when he got into preaching, this was kind of his outlet. And so I've been raised around it my whole life. Uh, he never left town much. It was back then. You just didn't you didn't travel much. That's back in the TNN days and all that kind of stuff. Um, but no, he had a he had a great little build that he did on a Mopar build that he did. I kind of cut my teeth on Mopars at 15 and came up that way. And so, nope, I've been around it my whole life. Uh, he just shakes his head now at, <laughs> at where the sport has gone to and all that kind of stuff. He used to come to Blizzard Bash and and watch and. Uh, he was the, the tech that would do the prayer for me before the before Blizzard Bash started. And, and uh, so, no, it's a lot of fun to be able to do it with him now and, and stand back and kind of watch where it's built to. So it's it's a, it makes for an interesting Thanksgiving when you get him and Chris and myself all sitting around just talking derby. So it's it's a lot of fun. Sweet. Yeah, and, you know, and now Chris and Nicole and everything, you know, that, that end of it is just going to keep on going. And that's got to be awesome for you to just sit back and kind of watch where they're going to go ahead and take it, try to take it even farther than what you have taken it. And it is. And they, they've got such a, so much, they've seen it so much that they really have the right personalities for it. We had a, at a Peoria last year, we had a heat that kind of slowed down at the end, some friends. And they decided, you know, that they were just going to park each other. And I don't know if they split them. I have no idea. But it, was, it wasn't it was the ending that the crowd won. So mm-hmm. let's just leave it at that. And the and a, one of the guys up in the stands starts throwing beer cans down. You know, me, I'm going to go confront him. Where Chris handles it completely different. He goes over to the clown and he goes, hey, go lighten up the crowd. Let's go. And so he took a completely different avenue. And he's like, Dad, you don't need to, you don't need to go confront him. I got it. Just let the clown do his thing. And so you just, they see it so well. And so where we've taken it, and like I said, we played each other's strengths and weaknesses so well that, you know, it's you're going to watch a bull transition this next year to Chris being on the track, having all the call, me being on a headset up higher and being able to see the whole track. Um, but, yeah, it's, it'll, it's just going to slowly transition more and more responsibility to them. So it's, and, it's an awesome thing to be able to do. And watch would... them grow up in a business. I mean, they get to make business decisions all the time. Hey, we need to spend this kind of money. Here's how much money you have. What do you want to do? And what was really mind-blowing is that these people in the crowd knew Chris, that he can, like, tie them up in a pretzel and leave them there. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's not a an all-state wrestler and a collegiate wrestler. I mean, he would literally tie them in a pretzel and just leave them there. But he's not built that way. He's he, he's, he's figured out that brains over brawn works a lot better anymore. Yep. Yep, he's got a great personality for it. He it takes a lot to get him rattled. He's but he's seen it his whole life. You know, he's been he's been hollered at. He's he was the kid sitting on a berm throwing dirt claws at drivers and and taking, you know, the butt chewing from dad later because, you know, big name drivers are going, Hey, whoever that kid was throwing dirt, you better tell him to knock it off or I'm gonna pop him in the head. You know, and I'm going, <laughs> Chris, what the heck? You know, so he's had that all the way growing up to know that now today it's all about respect of the drivers. It's all about putting on good shows, and it's all about keeping a cool head. You have opened up Pedatonica 
for yep. your for your June show. Um, let's run down that real quick. That's going to be the same classes that you're running in Peoria, correct? Uh, the only change is, is we'll be doing heats uh, for the super stock. And instead of doing vans, we'll be doing farm trucks. So every outside of that, everything else is the same. Payouts for the super stocks. Is good. Is that twenty <laughs> right thousand? No. Twenty thousand to win. Twenty thousand to win. I think it's a five thousand dollar Mad Dog. Pays all the way down. I I want to say it's like close to fifty thousand for that class. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it it pays out really really well. Um, we've wanted to put on a big summer show the whole time I've been promoting. I've never done it. Um, we've done county fairs. We've held fair boards. We've done all that, but we've never put on our own standalone show. Um, over the next three years, this this show will turn into an awesome big party um and it, it that's what we're after is we want to get concerts involved we want to get you know a lot of camping involved um it's going to be our hey just come just come and party with us and we're going to throw a derby in the middle of it now pedatonica that's where um when tori shooty had derby yep. icons that's where mayhem was that correct absolutely yep yep okay. and that's again that's where we have the derby parts company and that's when we had all those different things going on um i used to take chris there all the time and it was kind of fun to to say, hey, you know, we can come back to Pecatonica. We had great conversations with them. They're excited to have the Derby back. Um, so it'll be a it'll be a good deal. Like I said, we're bringing the history of that Tory started up there, and we're going to bring that back. And you know, I made sure with Taylor that he was good with it with Derby Icons. We're really close with them. I'm doing a lot of partnership stuff with them. So he's like, absolutely, man, go go knock it out. So we're doing a lot more talking with promoters now and making sure we're not stepping on each other's toes. And because there's so many big events now that people have to choose from. Um, you know, we want we want guys to really succeed if they can. Well, I fully plan on coming out there and taking an ass kicking too. So, Pecatonica <laughs> <laughs> is going to be a fun one. I am really excited. Honestly, I love Peoria and I love all that, but man, Pecatonica is going to be a blast. And it's going to be it's going to be different challenges for us. We got to line up the food vendors. We got to line up the you know all the different stuff. And um, we're typically in an arena. We walk in and they just do it. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a different set of challenges for us. I mean, we're, we're all up for it. We're excited. We got all kinds of project boards that we're working on and moving pieces around and making sure that everything's covered. So it'll be a great event. Well, um, and that'll be an all pit pass event. We don't have to deal with general admission tickets. Everybody there can just get the pit pass band and we just party all weekend. That's the next thing I was actually going to talk to you is you and Nicole. Actually, if anybody has Ultimate Derby on Facebook, you and Nicole were sitting in an in arena uh, talking about this ticket issue. Um, yep. You guys have a contract through Ticketmaster. So if anybody's paying attention, the Peoria show, you're going to be able to get your um, general admission right through your Ticketmaster um, app. And yep. then if you want the pit pass, that's when you will be able to go down and just pay the difference now, correct? Right. Yes, absolutely. And that's the biggest thing was is, you know, these arenas, like last year we did it because at a typical arena, you can go get into the door with your armband. Well, there's no way to track that. And arenas hate it. I mean, they despise it. So as we start doing more and more arena shows, we have Peoria. We just signed a deal with Rapid City. And so the nice thing is when we did that, we just said, hey, we've already got this figured out. You send them whatever ticket they want to buy. General admission, premier seating, kids seating, I don't care. And then if somebody wants to come down to the pits, they just pay 10 or $15 for that day. Just walk into the pits. Great. Come on in. You get your armband. That'll get you around the pits. It gets you in and out of the doors of the pits. But when you go to watch the event, you have to have a ticket. So every driver, when they check in, will be given their general admission tickets. 
and every vendor who has a part of their vendor package. So if they get two tickets with their vendor package, they will actually be given those tickets in their, in their sign in documents. So everybody will do general admission tickets. And the biggest thing is, is if you go buy a $15 general admission ticket, let's say your fees are $2 or $3, you put that to a pit pass at $30, you double all the Ticketmaster fees. So people are paying massive amounts for a pit pass when you're not getting any, you're not getting the benefit of the seat of the pit pass. The pit pass is just allows you to go around the cars. So we split them out. We made them separate tickets. And so there's no cap on the pit passes. Everybody who wants to get a pit pass gets a pit pass. Um, just come down. You'll be able to get them day out, sign your waiver, you know, it, a little bit of cash, and off you go. So when are those tickets going to be available? Is that something that you're going to announce on November 4th as well? No, it'll be December 10th is when we'll be going on sale with all of our all of the Peoria tickets. I think they're going to go December 10th. I just had a conversation with them yesterday. We What we do is when we deal with a arena, we bounce around based on what – acts that they're getting ready to announce so if they if they're going to announce a toby keith concert i don't want my announcement on the same day so what they'll do is they'll say hey we're going to announce this one on the 7th this one on the 10th this one on the 14th where do you want to land sometimes we'll go hey hit us on the 21st then we kind of have our own announcement date or if because we're so much derby people if they're just crammed up we just say hey put us against the lowest selling act and we'll we'll come out the same time they do so we think December 10th is the date we've requested, but they'll come back to us and tell us what day worked best. The last thing that I want to holler at you about, um, sure. you just spoke um, about a South Dakota arena. Yep. Um, without giving too much details, that info is going to be launched on November 4th now, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Um, is there, do you want to give just a little bit of teaser before the November 4th or are you just going to sure. make everybody wait? No, no, I, you got you guys asked to, to talk to us. So absolutely. Your viewers can, can kind of get the first, first hint of this thing. So we keep putting out different teasers of this massive rapid city, South Dakota arena. And when we walked into this facility, if you Google Earth it, it doesn't even exist on Google Earth. It's so new. When you walk in, it's still the new paint smell. Um, the city spent $130 million on an arena here, and it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, we're going to seat about 8,000 people with all the seats pushed back in, and it is going to be one amazing event. Um, there are going to be teams involved. There's going to be a national finals heat that is going to be a true national finals heat, um, and that's the one that Chris is putting together. Um, but all that information will be coming out November 4th. Um, we were working with other promoters, um, as qualifiers into the national finals heat. And it's going to be a, it's going to be an amazing show. Pecatonica will be a qualifier. So one, two, and three and Mad Dog out of Pecatonica will qualify for that heat. Um, but it is going to be one of the best paying heats that this sport has seen. And it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a heck of a show. Um, it's going to be three days long and it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be November 2nd to the 4th of 2023. And it's going to be, they have the parking lots, they have the room, they have the arena, um, we have a full contracted hotel on property, so it's going to be good. Well, if you need an announcer, you just holler at me, because I would love to be part of that show. Absolutely, man, absolutely. Well, Sam, man, we appreciate you getting on here with us on your weekend. We know you're busy as all get out. Uh, we are so, we're, we're ready for Peoria. Um, like I said, we still got, we still got to build a car. We're not either, (laughs) but man, we appreciate you getting on here, taking time out of your, of, of your busy schedule. Um, 
we we have backed this thing since you know you announced Peoria. Um, so I'm it's so awesome that it's that it's working for you guys and Chris and Nicole and everybody. And next time I do need a favor from you though. Next time you see Cordell, I need you to slap him upside his head, tell him um, that he needs to grow out of that extra medium shirt. And give a brother some recognition. That's awesome. I will. I will pass it along to him for sure. He's a he's a great guy. He's helped us a bunch. Uh, he's been a great mentor for Chris, and he's he is kind of the guy behind the scenes that that helps us a lot. So, uh, Cordell, we have we have a really really good team. And I tell you what, it's it's guys like you that are doing what you guys are doing and getting the word out there for us. You know, without social media, without the internet, without podcasts, without all that kind of stuff. Nobody would even know who we are. So thank you guys for having us on. And you know what? Anything you guys ever need, just let us know. And uh, holler at us whenever that sponsorship stuff comes out because Hard Nose wants in on that. Okay. Sounds good, guys. Thanks, brother. We appreciate you, Sam. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Sam Williams. Uh, <laughs> I think we might have got some insider information there a little bit. A little bit. Uh, we were just talking uh, earlier. We weren't sure how much extra info he was going to put out. But like he did say, he's been throwing them, him and Nicole has been throwing them oh, teasers yeah. out, you know. Um, this thing, I think he's got going to have a big ass, a train of rolling, dude. It's, uh, it's good to have Sam back. 100%. Yes. No, I mean, not taking anything away from anybody else. I'm not. Correct. They just know what they're doing. A little bit different avenues, uh-huh. which, you know, he did say on the South Dakota deal, that was a three-day deal, right. you know, um, and I'm sure there's going to be a day or two of teching, but it's not going to be seven days long, and then right. you got to take Monday off, and then you feel like shit, so you go to work on Tuesday feeling like shit. Like shit. Um, this is probably going to be done Saturday night, and you guys can everybody can roll home on a sunday uh south dakota i've never been to south dakota bro i have (laughs) uh it's usually cold (laughs) it's usually i bet you it ain't cold in that building so wow that's i mean that's that's cool they've got they've got some crazy shit in the works yes that's awesome where do we want to go with the rest of this we've got blizzard bash is that's what everybody's talking about, you know, right now. Um, daddy it, got a room. Daddy got a room on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I got it from Tuesday till Tuesday, Saturday. Tuesday to, Saturday. Or Tuesday to Sunday. But uh, I would say my work schedule is not going to allow me to do that. We had the Browns yep. on last episode. If anybody has Cody on Snapchat. Oh, shit. But the only thing I told him as he's saying... Ain't this awesome two weeks before uh, Blizzard Bash and my transmission eat shit. And I told him, I said, it's better to do it now right. than there. Because if it didn't do it now, it was going to do it mm-hmm. the first heat, oh, yeah. the first night. Oh, yeah. We kind of know how much those are. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that's not, he hadn't didn't have that in his cash to the side budget. Um, he probably had to pull it out of the baby doll and casino budget. Right. Which is going to make, maybe Cody's not going to have as much fun as Dalen's going to have that day. But um, I, I want to throw a little something in there because I've had a lot, a lot of questions about it. If we do move forward and do some shows next year, mm-hmm. this, this transmission rule, let's talk a little bit about it. 
So we've got half the field saying get rid of the thick cases. Well, and half of them are saying, no, let them run. Correct. I've got mixed emotions on it because then are we pulling the three pedal guys out of the mix too? Because they've been doing this shit for years. Uh-huh. Um, some of the, you, you say it's kind of split in half and then you can actually take another half and <laughs> make it a quarter where the guys who were saying, let's leave the thick cases, but right. let's run the stock cross member, cross member stock tail shaft yeah. housing, you know, where you're not putting all the, all the stuff on it. Um, lot, some of them are saying, okay, let's make a rule. You can't lock it in. Or firewall has to be completely cut out right. in the middle. I'm I'm mixed because you get a lot of these guys who have figured out that they kept breaking transmissions, even not locking them in. Right. When they go up so high, shit's got to give somewhere. Right. So these guys have actually transitioned to these thick case transmissions and haven't had an issue all year. So... In that token, they're saying, well, okay, you know, I'm getting kicked in the nuts here uh-huh. for something that I figured out right. that I wanted to spend my money on. Uh-huh. So, it's kind of one of those... Give us your feedback. Yes. Talk yes, to us. Yes. It's one of those things that you, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, we all know the price of these things are stupid. We all know that a not-thick case, just a regular good-built transmission... I think a heavy D is roughly a grand. I think Jarek GHE transmissions are that nine hundred to fourteen hundred dollar yeah. range, you know. So if you're sitting there every two shows, you bust a transmission. That's pretty quick to rack up five grand. And then the other thing I wanted to address is I know nobody's heard a beer crack on this podcast. Go tell them why. Well, we're being big boys, and there is a boo Halloween boo walk for the kids. Yeah, we're actually um, <laughs> remote, uh, not in the dungeon. We're actually sitting in a camper. Yeah, doing this. Yes. So as soon as we get off this, we get to go hang some skeletons up and cook some hot dogs for the kiddos, and cook some s'mores and some fog machines and all the good stuff. Dude, we are straight up. Two weeks from showtime from the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't. I was wanting to touch just a little bit on Blizzard Bash this week. Next week we're gonna get down on it. Um, I think our guest next week will. Um, don't tell them who it is. I'm not gonna tell who it is, but it'll. They don't need to know. It that will yet. enlighten. Uh, get a little bit different perspective on Blizzard Bash. Yes. Maybe away from the mod national qualifying type of build to a little bit more that's around here for the guys. I'm still a little salty with Smash It over getting rid of that stock class. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peoria stock class sold out in like well, he just said I was six fucking seconds. Like seven hundred people. <laughs> Like six, less than six seconds, four seconds. Yeah. Um, and I think well, was, I think theirs would it, have done the same thing. It was a little bit of, it has every other year. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of a nut kick. I'm not going to lie to us lighter built builders. You know, I mean, like. Us poor folk. Yeah. I don't know. I've told you before, call me a pussy, whatever. I don't want to be in that hard shit. 
we've always said something's got to give. Car ain't it's giving. My back. Yeah, <laughs> my neck and my back. <laughs> I think there's a song about that. <laughs> something about looking something, something, something from the backside. <laughs> there's the backside writer. But let's, no. uh, let, let, let's, uh, let, let's, let's wind this one down. We really want to thank Sam. Um, I messaged him earlier this week and he was so quick to, he's like, yeah, no problem when you want to do it. Well, and these are tools that help them. Yes. You know, and, and we finally gained a little bit of traction with this shit. Like, yep. I mean, it's taken us, I don't know how many episodes, but we're finally putting some people in. Five continents. Yeah. Five continents. That's it? This is bullshit. <laughs> Come on, people. We're, well, we're not going to do a geography lesson of how many continents are actually on the globe. Um, but five is a lot. Eight different countries. Um, it does That's not, it? Yes. It does not break down states. Um, it gives us... Yeah, it does. Well, the, the it doesn't say which upload for right. each state. I can tell you that Overland Park, Kansas has the highest download percentage in the united states right next to new york which is insane to me that but i listen to a lot of shit from the east and the west coast Mm -hmm. because i don't know what's going on out there like if you don't have that stuff and i'm sure that that some of those new yorkers yes are seeing what's What's kicking in the Midwest? Yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, they're dude, they're close. We always said Indiana, Ohio. That's stupid amount of derbies. I mean, oh, yeah. them fuckers have a derby like every other day. Well, Daddy Decker. I mean, he's, yeah, he's out he's there. Region. Yeah, he's he's at a show right now. Yeah, doing uh, Dead Man. Yeah, um, which that shit look cool. Oh, dude, did you see the hearse? Yeah, and it leaves to Cedric. Um, Adam Lemonedger needs to be in that hearse. I said somebody would get dead. <laughs> somebody would literally need to be in the back. Yes. Yeah. Somebody's getting hauled out and putting him in the tank like that. Um, Sam, what can we say? I, I mean, stand up, dude, right there. You heard yeah. it. Yeah. Like I said, he was so quick. And I mean, yeah, no problem. The only thing we had to worry about is he is actually on a different time zone. Right. Um, we. The cool thing with Sam was like, dude, it's business. Like It is. Like, whenever we, like, he was joking around with us and stuff before we. Mm-hmm. started recording and stuff but as soon as as soon as it come to talking about what he's got going on it's it's 100 percent business like, they're a, not fucking around he's a pr guy yeah i mean and he's been a pr guy for a long time he made blizzard bash what it is yep and nobody can take that away from him. no none zero i mean you can't you can't put you can't build something of that status to make that work you know without not knowing a little bit about what you're doing. I'm not, I can't read all this, but, um, our editor actually has all this stuff. Um, there's more than four pages of states, but the top upload for per state is Missouri for the state in total. Well, hopefully Illinois, Wisconsin, Kansas, Michigan, Colorado, and Minnesota are the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven with a very close Texas right behind them. We're taking a look at that. That's wild. That's uh Thanks to you guys for hitting those shares, hitting those uploads. Well, I would say with numbers like these, it's about time for us to start giving some shit away. Yep. Uh because I have been getting a few messages about, hey, where where can I buy some merchandise? <laughs> um 
our editor is actually our um, designer <laughs> as well. Uh, she has got a, gonna have a huge, um, shirt order that she's gonna have to get through before we can do any of that good stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe a package like we did, um, for our first one. Yeah. He got the very first Hard Nosed Derby podcast shirt. She made her badass tumbler, um, with it. Uh, a couple stickers and a koozie out as well, you know. It just happened to be the guy from Shelbina that won it. Right. Uh, which six days later, we were going to have a derby there. So at, at that we didn't have to worry about shipping anything. But um, we'll put together another contest. Yep. Yep. We'll, we'll put together another contest. Maybe we can do like a trivia um, instead of just a comment, you know, something like that. So, guys, thank you for taking this ride with us. Man, it's awesome though. I'm kind of scrolling through this stuff <laughs> and looking at this. It's this is crazy. I mean, we're these we're hitting real numbers. Like, what did you say last week's episode was? Thirty. In the first day, yeah. I think you know, so roughly yeah. one a week. So we've been we've been kicking this for a little bit, and um, thanks to all the great guests, we're gonna have more guests. Um, I mean, we're 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 up there, you know, that, that twenty five hundred. Yeah, Mark. Sam doesn't know this yet, but um, my intention is to take all of our equipment to Peoria that weekend and uh, maybe get Chris on here and maybe Nicole. And uh, I'm going to take Mr. Extra Medium shirt and I'm not going to give him a choice and I'm going to pin him down in a hotel room and let him sit down. Uh, oh, that sounds good. Well, he might like it. <laughs> I mean, but that, you know, is Cordell and he's from Iowa. So got any last words, brother? Oh, man. Uh, keep doing what you all are doing. We appreciate it. We really do. Make junk, boys. 